Good morning, everybody. Hopefully you're doing okay on this fine Wednesday morning. Welcome to a show. Welcome to Break the Cycle with DSD. I'm your host. I'm Dwayne. I am not a therapist, nor am I an attorney. I'm an individual much like you who has gone through a rough experience and developed some tips and techniques that I share with you to help you get your life back, minimize the effects of narcissistic abuse in your life, and if you have kids, give you tips and techniques on how to rebuild and strengthen your relationship with them. Remember that only a licensed professional can diagnose somebody with a personality disorder. I always say this because I swear to God, it seems like everyone gets to the point where when they figure their exes out, they want to scream from the mountaintops and expose them. And just don't do it. It hurts your credibility and it actually hurts your argument and... Let them just implode on themselves. If you like what's going on here and you want to support the channel and the show, just click, scroll on down below, click join. And when you join and become a channel member, you get special badges, custom emojis, your name listed in the credits, access to member-only events, and a member-only Discord. If you want to get notified when this show goes live via text message, then text DSD Live all one word, to 844-598. 0012 that's DSD live all one word 8445980012 and if you want to dial into the show you can do that today by dialing 1424-373-5483 1424DSD live and the information is also scrolling on the ticker on the bottom of the screen <laughs> oh I really like this song Hopefully you guys are doing okay. We got a few people in here. We got Matthew, 11 kids. Oh, I haven't seen 11 kids in a while. DeFi Dad. Hello, everybody. I have an interesting topic I'm going to bring up today. If I can remember how to uh, get to the, the story I want to cover. Hold on, let me do this. Trying to move things around. <clears throat> Apparently... Safari does a better job of, of uh, help letting me do reader view on, uh, on web pages. So you guys, oh, you know what? And this is what I forgot to do. Let me do, come on. Let me do this real quick. You guys all know Alex Falcone. So let me, let me see if I can, and I'll, and I'll do R Nevada Actually, I'll do it this well. Nevada judges. See, I should have typed this in earlier. All right. So we're talking about our buddy Alex Falcone, who runs our Nevada judges. He, uh, he also runs with the proper person. Phenomenal information. But here is the incredible part about this. So he, he does basically like media coverage of the Nevada court systems, not just family court, but all the courts. He's covered trials on different things, and he's also covered some family court stuff. But, oh, before I jump into that, I just want to welcome uh, Dominic is for becoming a member. Thank you so much for that. I just saw that on my screen. Thank you for the support. I really appreciate it. Tomorrow you will be added into the scrolling credits. <laughs> Anyways, so if you guys know what he's been doing, he has, uh, he has, let me pull this up. He has been doing those coverage and everything. And some people don't like it. And as a result of that, the courts in Nevada have tried to make up new rules to give themselves the opportunity to block media coverage of family court issues and other court issues. And check this out. I'll read through this. Well, let me, let me switch this to... Will it not let me go to read? Oh, this won't let me go to reader mode. Well, how annoying is that? Because I thought I did that a second ago. ACLU, our Nevada judges sue over court access. 
Think about that. American Civil Liberty Union has teamed up with our Nevada judges to sue for court access. Now, as I read through this, this will probably blow your mind. And I was talking to Alex about this the other day, and obviously, because he's represented by the American Civil Liberty Union of Nevada, he, they're his, his attorney. They've taken this case on. And as a result of that, now he's, you know, he's got to coordinate with them for media access and interviews. So let me see if I can. The American Civil Liberty Union of Nevada last week filed a lawsuit on behalf of our Nevada judges to ensure public access to family court proceedings. Now, just let that sink in for a moment. When, when in the world have you heard of something like this happen? Maybe other people suing, you know, Bill Smith sues, yada, yada. But never on, like on, at this level. So nearly, nearly half of the district courts in Clark County are family courts. But a recent rule in the 8th Judicial District Court allows for closing court procedures to the public with, without cause, quote, end quote, the ACLU representative said. At issue is whether the 8th Judicial District Court in Las Vegas can prevent our Nevada judges with document court, which documents court hearings with extensive video coverage from shooting video of family court proceedings. Now, keep in mind, Alex and his team, and it's all volunteer, he's not, not making any money on this, well, very little, not enough to cover it, has a camera in the courtroom, and typically he live streams the procedures as they're happening. And he's got a really cool setup to where he has overlays where he kind of explains, not kind of, he does explain what's going on. When someone says, you know, I object, then he'll put a little thing in there saying what that means. And when they say certain legal things, he'll like put a little, it's actually kind of really fascinating. He puts a lot of work into it. So a case, all right, so a case, a case at that court in May showed what is at stake. Attorney Luke Budsby had to intervene on our Nevada judges in order to gain access to a hearing. But the attorney for the defense in the case fought Alex Falcone, who runs our Nevada judges. So let me scroll down here. In this case that involves, quote, in this case that involves a significant element of public interest, end quote, attorney Luke Bigsby argued in May, quote, the public has a strong interest in civil proceedings related to this matter. Now, let me just pause for one second. <clears throat> Some, if you guys are listening to this, that was a stupid thing to say, but whatever. As you're listening to this, you probably are thinking to yourself, I don't ever recall hearing an article where they're talking about access to family court and, you know, in, in that regard, especially with a guy involved in it. Now, granted, this is not Alex's case. This is just what he's doing to try to shine light into and onto the operations of the family court system. All right. Uh, cases involving minors, however, have some attorneys arguing court hearings and procedures should remain confidential. And this is what normally has gotten everybody into trouble, right? Family court hearings are sealed. You can't talk about anything. We're here to protect the children. And I mean, okay, there's a piece to that because I mean, Family courts tend to be ugly, but I think the reason that they're ugly is because there's no freaking visibility and insight into what's going on. So it gives everyone carte blanche. I mean, hell, you can go in and say whatever you want because there's zero accountability and zero reckoning on it. Imagine if all this stuff was more out in the open and when your ex goes into court and just makes up lies and that'll be broadcast or could potentially, you think they might rethink what they're saying? Maybe. I mean, we all know narcissistic, toxic people have a tendency to uh, uh, disregard that. But that's been part of the problem with this is that this entire process, this entire process is, is typically in the shadows. 
All right, quote, the entire case is about a child protective service report. See, think about this. I mean, just really listen to this for a minute. Everything in this case is confidential under state law, end quote. Attorney Felicia Galati said in response to Busby, it's the information and the documents. But the judge disagreed with Galati. She allowed some access for coverage. Falcone said he frequently has to battle attorneys. I've talked to him about this. He does. Uh, and judges in order to provide video coverage of court hearings. Last fall, he said District Court Judge Barry Breslow staff uh, blocked access to a court hearing in a case he had been covering at length. Upon challenging the deny, well, okay, let me just pause for a second. This is where Alex is freaking amazing because he's spent a significant amount of time researching court procedures for his own case. When he started his family court issue and was getting hammered and was losing money, he's like, all right, screw this. I'm going to figure this out and play their games again. You know, I'm going to play in their field. And that's what he did. He learned how to do it. He was able to argue against, you know, licensed or board certified or whatever you call it, not board certified, bar, bar. Anyways, against attorneys, he went pro se, represented himself. And, you know, he had to learn a lot, lost some, and then figured things out and just figured out how to challenge it. And, and that's really how he, that's how he was, how he has been able to deal with this is whenever they, they do something that's effectively not following the law, he's able to get it overturned. Guy's really smart. Uh, the rule changed at the 8th Judicial District Court means Falcone could be prevented from covering any child custody or domestic abuse cases, and judges have to enforce the rule. Now, now again, American Civil Liberties Union, Union is arguing this for exposure and access to child custody and DV cases. Oh, God, I shouldn't have said that. Now that I just realized it, that's probably going to demonetize the video, but whatever. Quote, now under the broader language of the court's rules, the ability for a single party to demand private proceedings and exclude those not involved directly in the case now applies to all family law matters. And there is no longer a quote, good cause requirement for excluding exclusion of parents, guardians, siblings, and witnesses, the lawsuit notes. Goes on to say this, that is a violation of the First Amendment of, and therefore unconstitutional, the ACLU is arguing. Quote, open and transparent court provides for a fair judiciary, said the ACLU executive director, uh, oh God, I can't even pronounce that. So I'm going to try to cheat and I'm going to see if I can get it to read it to me. Arhasibola. It might help if I actually do the whole name. I don't even know if you guys, I wonder if, you, if, I wonder if that's being broadcast. At Arhasibola. At Ar, at Arhasibola. In a quote proceeding where, a, where one party holds all the cards and the other party is struggling to get by. And with no rights to counsel in traditional family court proceedings, the probability of injustice rises. Again, the ACLU is arguing this. This isn't Alex. This isn't somebody else. The American Civil Liberties Union is arguing this. It is essentially the family court proceedings remain, sorry, it is essential that family court proceedings remain open and transparent. Our Nevada judge wants that rule deemed unconstitutional. And I think that's the end of that article. And then I'll try to pull up the other one. And I, and I know I've been kind of rambling on here, so let me just see what's going on in the comments. <laughs> oh, Dominic, you're, you're giving me uh, stress. I am so bad with names, but it says, thank you for pronouncing my name correctly. And I'll probably mess it up at some point because I have a tendency to do that. Uh, cleaning grout episode. <laughs> uh, Matthew must be talking about an a, a ad that was on that article I was reading. So anyone who's listening to this on the podcast, if you catch the video version, you'll see the, 
the, what I was, the article I was reading. The wise chat manager says the point where I was asked questions by the judge and not been allowed to respond would have been great with the public seeing that nonsense. Oh my God. I think that is, I mean, honestly, I was talking with Alex the other day and, uh, I was just amazed. I mean, I'm like, oh my God, how, I mean, it's just the fact that this happened. I, I, I need to find this other article because there's a line in here. I think it's this one. Is, uh, uh, I'm trying to, yeah, here it is. So let me go back over to this one. Now, this is the one I can put in reader mode so that it doesn't do that. So this is from, the Las Vegas uh, Review Journal published, I think, a day before yesterday. Justice is supposed to be blind, but it ceases to be justice if nobody can see it. The folks at Clark County District Court need a reminder of their obligations under the Bill of Rights and the importance of transparency. Last week, the Nevada chapter of the American Civil Liberties Union asked the Nevada Supreme Supreme Court to overturn a rule that limits public access to the family court proceedings in Clark County. Quote, the new rule violates the First Amendment. Sophia Romero, an ACLU attorney, said in, said in a release and, quote, undercuts confidence in an already frail family court system. Under the uh, reformed guidelines approved by the High Court in April at the request of a petition filed by District Court Chief Judge Linda Bell and District Judge Joseph Hardy, judges may close family court proceedings whenever they please. Previously, only divorce case hearings could be conducted privately without cause. So, think about that. I mean, like... the. No one's ever really pushed this. Alex has been able to push it and get cameras in it. And like, oh, crap. That guy's going to, that, that organization is going to expose us and what we're doing. We've got to stop it. And we have to figure out a way to where he cannot use the process to argue to, to do it. Because that's what he would do. Like in other cases where they said, no, you can't be there. As soon as they said no, he would appeal it on legal grounds and it would get overturned and then he would be allowed in to do it, which irritated people. So they've been trying to figure out some people, some people really like some people in the judiciary over there really like what he's doing. All right. The legal underpinnings for even that exception are shaky, but a carte blanche to shut out the public from any and all family court matters. That's dangerous and an invitation for star chamber justice. I couldn't, when I read that, I'm like, am I, am I in the twilight zone and am I really reading this? The edict is apparently a colossal overreaction aimed at hampering Alex Falcone, who created our Nevada judge's website, which follows various family court proceedings and includes videos of hearings and other details. Mr. Falcone, who took up his hobby after experiencing the court firsthand while defending himself in a child custody case, said he redacted names and blurs faces when necessary. That, that, that right there blows my mind. I mean, it's just the fact that, this, that, that there's been articles written about this and a case on this is incredible. And this is, well, let me finish this. But while Mr. Falcone's scrutiny may be uncomfortable for some judges, lawyers, and litigants, that is no justification for their response. Family court, which deals with cases involving divorce, annulments, child custody, spousal support, community property divisions, adoption, and abuse, and neglect, is a hotbed of controversy and raw emotion. And typically gets zero coverage on anything because nobody wants to touch it uh, because it's, it's incredibly uh, controversial. Anyways, it's crazy. Let's see. The vast majority of grievances about judici judicial often, sorry, 
the vast majority of grievances about judicial outcomes stem from family court disputes. Increased, increased secrecy will only exacerbate the bitterness and fuel and further fuel complaints about bias and fairness. Now, now here's the, here's the other thing that I just want to say about this. We've all heard the stories of the person who gets really irritated and they go out and they blast on Facebook or YouTube or whatever, their attorney and their judge, and they just get decimated. If this goes through and this gets shot down, this will be a precedent setting case. Now I'm not an attorney, so this is my understanding that will, will change almost everything. And my guess I can't say for sure, wink, wink, nod, nod, that there are other people who are watching this, waiting to see what happens, and if it goes favorably, they intend to push this and use this case as precedence to get coverage in their, their, uh, their systems. So this could be a game changer significantly. All right, make sure I didn't miss that. In addition, making it more difficult for watchdogs and taxpayers to determine whether the system operates in an efficient, acceptable fashion and whether judges are up to the task is a recipe for weakening public confidence in family court. Now, the problem is, is we all know, we have already, all of us here already have a weakened public confidence in family court, but not everyone else does. This this ruling will ensure that we start to get visibility into this. Occasional efforts to shield young children involved in court matters may be appropriate, but the default setting in any judicial proceedings in a free nation must be openness rather than secrecy. Injustice flourishes in the absence of transparency and accountability. The new rule is an affront to both. The Supreme Court must reverse course to ensure that barring, that barring extraordinary circumstances, the public has access to these proceedings. So I'm curious, what, what in the world do you guys think about this? Because I find this incredibly fascinating. Uh, I, I, I just... You know, Alex and I initially were going to do uh, an interview on, on it and his attorneys. Now, now, keep in mind, he didn't hire the ACLU. He's covered some of their cases. They've seen what he does. They like what he's doing. And what's happened is, is when this thing came up, they're like, hey, hey, Alex, let's, uh, let's chat. And he went down and met with them. And they're like, you know what? This is, you know, we're going to support you on this. And they have put their resources toward this and they're doing it. And you guys know, I mean, to have a law firm like that, I mean, this would be incredibly expensive. Alex would have never been able to, to do this on his own. Uh, let me see if I can pull this up. DeFi Dad at Ass says, do you think Alex has some good attorneys on the Northeast coast that can be highly recommended? Serious question here. You know what, man? I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I don't know if he does recommendations. I know he works with some different people in different areas, but uh, not entirely sure. What I would, I would highly encourage you to go over to his channel, either the proper person or our Nevada judges, and ask. Now, just so you guys know, he's been trying to expand this and – the, the, the reality is, is it's hard to replicate the passion of a particular person, right? Meaning there's not a lot of Alex Falcones out there. So other people, so it's, it's unrealistic that other people are going to have the same drive and dedication to, to it. I, I've often talked to him on the back end, just about that, about how, if it wasn't that we were passionate about our, our, respective cause causes is the right word, but you know what we're working on. Like for me, I mean, if I didn't really have a connection, strong connection with what I'm doing right here, I wouldn't still be doing this. You know, I mean, even, even like when I talked to Eric Carroll from dad talk today, we've had conversations about that to where, you know, all this stuff is a lot of work. It's incredibly draining. So it makes it, uh, it makes it 
It makes it rough. It makes it rough sometimes. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so it seems like a few people were asking that. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I mean, I've, I really, I mean, honestly, if you asked me, I know one area in my small town of an attorney, of attorneys I would recommend. Other than that, I don't know. And the problem is, is it's such a vast, uh, it's a vast country and things. It's just, there's too many people to really know. It says Alex is his own, or uh, Scooty Puff Jr. Alex is his own attorney. Alex was his, he did pro se during his divorce hearing. He has done pro se on all his um, appeals that he's, that he's done. But in this particular situation, he's represented by the American Civil Liberties Union out of Nevada. So April also R says there, uh, the there. There definitely needs to be transparency in family court. I think this is amazing. I think that if if he's able to, and I think he will. I think, and I also think that the the courts there have uh, are probably starting to realize. I got to be careful what I'm going to say. So I'll just say that I don't think they expected the amount of scrutiny and articles and as a result of these rules that they were trying to do to make sure that uh, um, they could kick him out real easily with ca- without cause uh, and figured that it would just be like, oh, okay, we changed the rules. This will knock this guy out. We won't have to worry about it anymore. And they did not anticipate, <laughs> I'll say it this way, they did not anticipate the shit show that that has has come out about this. So guys, this is a really important case to follow. You you have to we we have to to support this and get this out here. And the and the other reality is is a lot of the other groups, the bigger groups that typically would support our community appear to have an issue that when somebody gets the limelight and it's not them to either attack it or not support it and ignore it. And it's really frustrating. So keep your eyes open for that. You know, have your discernment of what's going on. Finely tuned so that we can make sure that this, this, this uh, gets, the, gets the awareness that it needs. Defy Dad says, DST, I have been on a very long search for an actual attorney that has passion for father's rights and divorce too. You know what? I would say even, honestly, it seems like even the ones that do after a while, they just get so desensitized to it that it's just, they, they lose that edge that maybe they once had. I would say that like with Caleb Leverett, his attorney that helped him in that last case a few years ago, I mean, did a get, did a good job, and now he can barely get the guy to answer him. And the my understanding is is that his attorney messed up the paperwork, never got it f- uh, filed appropriately, or never got the discrepancies fixed, and as a result of that, they never cleared out. Uh, and really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, you know, signed the court order to make it official. So Caleb's just floating in the breeze on that. Now, I know there's people who dislike him and thinks, yes, he should be crushed. I don't understand people like that, to be honest. It's like, you know, but whatever. So John says, trying to mediate your case, cases, the legal route in front of judges never works out well for anyone. All I do is take your money, and if you run out of money, they tell you to go figure it out on your own. Oh, my God, yeah, that's so true. And, and that's why, you know, that's why I think only certain people have really have the ability to do pro se and represent themselves. I don't know if I could. You know, what Alex did is he, he basically said, okay, I'm going to learn the rules, and I'm going to play by their game. And every time an attorney would say something, he'd be like, huh, what does that mean? And then he'd research it and he'd look it up and he's like, oh, you know, so he basically, I mean, the playbook is out there. I mean, that's what attorneys follow. That's what judges follow, right? There's a procedure 
And if you know how to do the dance and you know the right, you know, it's almost like casting a spell. As long as you say it correctly, then it, it works. And if you mess it up, well, then you didn't, you didn't follow the procedures right. You know, and you chose to represent yourself and you did it wrong. So anyways. trying to see what else is going on let me see if my I, I, is moderator debbie here did i oh yeah okay cool i wasn't i was not i was not sure uh okay all right well let me let me bring this off the screen and uh, the phone numbers are open phone line is open if you want to dial in you can do that the line the number scrolling on the screen or i can let me try to do this oh that didn't work we have a small crowd today. If you want to call into the show, you can do that by dialing 1424-373-5483. And if you are want to use a web interface, just scroll down on the video description, look for the link, click that, and you will be added into the show. <laughs> the wise says, I actually represented myself in state Supreme Court, which functions as an actual court. I would rather never represent myself in family court as it really is a shot in the dark. Yeah, because see, that's the problem, right? Every All the other courts f really follow law and procedures and, and does have some transparency. And for family, for some, you know, family court's always been this black hole. But anyways, uh, all right. I trying to think if I could pull up, if I could pull up. So let me, let me ask you guys this, who, who are on the live show, who, who actually is familiar with Alex Falcone and who is new to it, new to him. So if for instance, uh, well, I guess I can do it this way. Oh, I can't do it that way. That didn't work. So have you heard of Alex and his, and our Nevada judges before. And I'll just do it as a poll. So you should be seeing a poll pop up. So curious what you guys, if you guys knew about him in the past. <clears throat> While I'm waiting for that, uh, I want to mention that I, in case you guys don't know, the morning show, I turn that into a podcast that goes live typically immediately after this show. So that is available on Spotify, iTunes, or you know Apple Podcasts. I keep changing the names of stuff. Google Play, all that kind of stuff. I am, so, and it's called Break the Cycle with DSD. So, you know, make sure you look for that if you listen to podcasts. But I, I am in the process of potentially switching my podcast host. The, the crazy part about a podcast is that they, it, it's hard. It's not like YouTube. YouTube, you join it for, for effectively free. Well, not effectively. It is free. You start publishing content. They don't charge. I mean, you could upload videos all day long and they don't charge you for storage or anything like that. And there's even a potentially if you just reach a certain level, you know, they even pay you. Podcasts are different beasts. You know, it's like everyone typically charges for storage. So I'm looking to potentially move who's hosting my my podcast so that my <laughs> that could break today. So we'll, we shall see what happens with that. Oh, thanks, you guys. Uh, let's see. Well, it looks like most 85% of the people who voted did know of Alex and our Nevada judges. And April says Alex, uh, Alex has so many helpful videos. He really does. Um, and I'll be doing more collaborations with him. I just right now, because of the open litigation on this, uh, he's and rightfully so. I mean, his, Actually, I, I, from what I understood, is like his attorneys called me the other day. It's like, oh my God, are you doing interviews? Where are all these articles coming? I mean, I only went through a couple, but there's a bunch of articles and news stories going on this. And he's like, no, they just they're picking it up. 
I don't think they realize that he's, I mean, Alex has been working in this community for, he was the first person I interviewed, right? So if, uh, if I, we come over to my, my YouTube page, I'm scrolling down on the main page. And if I do expert interviews, you know, here's Alex right here. Um, winning against a toxic ex featuring Alex Falcone. But if I, if I scroll six years ago, my very first interview that I ever did was with Alex. You can tell it's all, we didn't know what the hell we were doing back then. But, uh, so I've known this guy a long time and I met him through here, right? So I didn't know him prior to that, but I mean, I've actually done one of the podcasts that I did with him or one of the video shows. I actually went up and met up with him. He's the actual only person I've, I've been able to go physically meet to do an interview with, uh, on this show. So, uh, he and I have a long, uh, long relationship. So he's a great guy. And I, I'll tell you, if, if he wasn't, I would still not be, we, you know, we wouldn't, we would not be friends, so to speak, you know? So, and we all got to be very careful. Hold on. Especially on the YouTube side and content creation side. And I, you guys have probably noticed I've, I'm very reluctant on who I interact with. It's like, I have to trust the person or feel like I have trust for a person before I will decide to interact or, or collaborate with them. So anyways, all right. I'm trying to look to see what else is going on in the comments. Let me shrink this. I got to figure out how to, how to do that. All right, man, it is a quiet day. So scrolling, I'll take this as an opportunity just to mention something that the, <clears throat> excuse me, the, the DSD discord. Well, let me do it this way. Um, whoa, whoa, wrong button. Well, actually I'll do it this way. Okay. So if you go to the main page, the main YouTube page, you scroll in the banner, not scroll in the banner. You look in the banner, the far little icon at the bottom, right? And that little banner is did the discord invite link. When you click that, it is going to open. Okay. So it actually opened my, Ooh, no, did it crash? Okay. It didn't crash. It's going to pop up like this and you know, ask you to create an account and stuff like that. And when you so create an account and when you get into it, you get into the back end community uh, and you can communicate with other people. And it's a really great resource that's off Facebook. It's not on other social media, media platforms. I mean, granted, if you're on discord and you have a following there, I mean, I guess there's, there's, there's that, but you know, I mean like Facebook, Facebook's tied to you. Facebook's great. The online communities for Facebook are great for, um, you know, like, like I, I'm on the GMC uh, Chevy Canyon, Colorado Facebook group. You know, I don't give a crap if some, anybody knows who I am there. I'm not posting anything controversial. But, you know, the, I mean, I guess the reality is, is that someone could find me through that. And, you know, f look at my information and try to, uh, and have more of an opportunity to directly connect with me. At least with the Discord, it gives you an opportunity to kind of uh, connect with people differently. And you can connect, let me see if I'm going to, I want to, I don't want to accidentally, um, okay, because I haven't used this in a while. So it's trying to log me in. So even if you go into it via, um, I'm sorry, let me just make sure I see what's on. I'll do this. So when you get into it, and I have a few Discord groups that I have, you know, it gives you, like if, when you first log in, you just get the general, like what I'm showing on the screen is just a list of channels. And the only public channel I have is this general public channel. That's the one where people, you know, they first drop into. And then once you're added, you're added into all these other, other areas. 
you know, some of it's just chit chat and, and just fun stuff. Some of it is areas for just connecting to me. Uh, this is the member only area where only members of the YouTube channel, cause it connects to discord can get access to. And then I have different areas like in the middle of it, talking about family court, survival mode, hybrid, no contact, parallel parenting. And you can see it's highlighted. Those are things where there's new comments that I haven't, that I haven't read sustainment mode, talking about narcissistic abuse, recovery, grandparents, financials, yada, yada. And you can see this where, see where it says voice chat. So if I wanted to have a convert, like a group conversation, I can, you know, you can do that on top of you can directly interact and do direct messages with individuals. And you can also do video and or audio, uh, audio things. Yeah. Freddie, Frankie Mac, Frankie Mac says, is this live? Yes, it is. You actually caught a live show. So I'll pop that up on the screen. Yes, it is. Uh, Frankie. So glad we caught you. And you also say hello from Australia, sir. Your work has helped me. Well, thank you so much for saying that. And if you, if you happen to want to call in, uh, Scroll down and hit the link and it'll use a web interface so you don't have to pay long distance uh, international calling. Anyways, I digress. So anyways, I would encourage you to check that out because that could be uh, another way for you to get support. And it's a, our, our community is kind of locked. Eh, I wouldn't say locked down might not be the right word, but it's a, it's a, it's a smaller subset of people and it's different, right? I mean, you got people who are really going through this, but in a, in a healthier way. So the information that's put out there is a lot, uh, better, not better. It's, it's not as negative. Oh my God. Facebook is just so draining. Who out, who out is anybody out here? I'm curious. Do you like Facebook? I mean, is that like, Oh my God, Facebook is the greatest thing ever. I think everyone I ever talked to says Facebook is a, as a cesspool. All righty. All right. Uh, let's see. Defy Dad says, I, I can't use Facebook anymore with my ex trying to use any information. <clears throat> I still be really careful whatever you put publicly. Just because, you know, I mean, I, honestly, they, uh, if anywhere they can get information, they can, they can use that. So, I mean, don't, don't take what I'm saying is that, you know, that, uh, discord is secure, but, um, but it's different than Facebook, if that makes any, if that makes sense. So. All right, so I'll just review back on the poll. <clears throat> Excuse me. It says the poll that was currently being run, which I'll end here in a second, says, Have you heard of Alex and our Nevada judges? 74% said yes, 26% said no. For you, 26%, make sure you go over and check his stuff out and subscribe to his channel and his content. Uh, if you happen to be in Las Vegas, I would absolutely encourage you to follow the Our Nevada judges website. Let me see if I can pull this up because this is actually pretty. Pretty interesting. Our Nevada judges and uh, Dink, <clears throat> excuse me. So he, I wonder if, uh, did I say that? So he has his website, like if you go to judges, it has all the judges and uh, information about them. Oh, I love this. I didn't know he did this. So this person has been publicly reprimanded. So. And you can, when you go into it, <laughs> and this would be why some of them don't like Alex and he's using this by data mining. He's a program programmer developer by trade. And, uh, so this shows his uh, distribution ratio or their ratio on it. Anyways. Oh, wow. Misconduct for using a photoshopped image of Dwayne The Rock Johnson as a campaign advertisement constituting a false misleading statement made knowingly or with reckless disregard. Oh, dear God. That's uh, 
That, that isn't exactly what I was thinking someone would be reprimanded for. But uh, yeah, he's created an, an amazing thing. The, the guy is, is, is amazing. And this is some of the stuff where some of the, I guess this is what he's got coming up that they're going to cover where, where they're actually going to be in, in court with cameras covering it. I wonder if there's a way to pull up here. And I, and I'm not sure I got to double check with him, whether he posts most of his videos on Facebook and or YouTube or if he does both anyway. So definitely check him out. All right. All right, I'll go ahead and end that poll. Thank you guys for participating in that. I appreciate it. So the final tally is, will that pop up in the chat? It appears as though it does not. Uh, 57% said yes, they know of him. 25% said no out of 24 votes. Sure would have been nice if that would have been 2,400. <laughs> All right. I'm surprised it is so quiet today. So looking looking back through the comments, trying to see what else is going on. Oh, John says, try to mediate your cases. The legal route in front of judges never works out well for anyone. All they do is take your money, and if you run out of and if you run out of money, they tell you to go figure it. Actually, I think I read that one already. But uh, so true, so true. I, I remember whenever we first went to court, that's what kind of what the judge said. It's like, you guys need to figure this out. You do not want me making decisions about how your family is going to be. So I highly encourage you to, to, when we take a break, to sit down and figure this out without having to have me make the decision. Cause you're not going to like it. And it was like, Oh man, which I mean, I get it. I mean, who the hell wants some stranger and who, and, and who in that situation wants to do that? So I absolutely would hate that job. <clears throat> John, John's watching from Seoul, Korea. Hey Dwayne. Good show. Thanks man. I'll, I'll definitely want to hook up with you when you get back to the United States. Uh, John runs Brainwashing Children on Facebook and has a YouTube channel. Outstanding information. Uh, I found him. Actually, I think he was one of, I think he was in the first 10 people that I interviewed way back when, if I remember correctly. Uh, uh, really great information. So, born, ne born a nemesis. Haven't seen you in a while. Hope you're doing well. Says, I'm on my first cup of coffee. I am as well. Jackie says uh, to Frankie, lots of Dwayne, lots of DSD's YouTube channel followers are on there. He's talking about the, the Discord. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, the only place that's advertised is on is here and on my website. So, you know, I mean, the people who show up there find it from this content are interested enough to want to go over there. And it's yeah, it's a pretty good community. Frankie says, DST, my lawyer is well known. I'm lucky her husband is my mate. Ah, I got her to tell me straight after much BS. I got her to tell me straight after much BS. She told me, Frankie, if she doesn't want you to see your kids, you won't see them. And, you know, unfortunately, I was talking to a coaching person, coaching client last, last I think it was last night. And that was one of the conversations we were having is, you know, the question comes up with why, why do they do this stuff? And it's like, cause there's no consequences for it. You know, if, if they want to make this a living hell, they can, and they will. And the really sad part, and this is kind of what happened in my situation, you know, the ex makes it a freaking nightmare. And then once it's basically over and uh, calm's not the right word, then it was kind of like, oh, okay, well, can we be friends now? And it's like, you know, you just tried to, you just tried to eviscerate me 
you know, I will never trust you again. You know, I will never let my guard down from you again. Oh, well, that's so sad. Oh, oh, oh. You know, I mean, it's just these. Uh, and then the, the reality is, is even if you did let your guard down, if they if they found another opportunity to strike, they absolutely would. Very frustrating. Defy Dad says, I attempted mediation and outside of court too. Gave a general parenting plan to work together on with each other. Then the ex decided to go the court route. And they have nothing. This is the problem with this is they got nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. So going, you know, so and I did the same thing. I came up with what I thought. Actually, <laughs> this is this is the funny part. Initially, I said, hey, hey, pumpkin, I'll pay you this amount of much. This custody arrangement, actually, be honest, I wasn't really pushing for it. So thank God she didn't do this. And because I don't even, I don't, I'm trying to remember if I said 50-50 right in the beginning or not. I can't remember because I was naive and I think I was thinking, well, no one's going to, nobody would keep their child from another parent. That would never happen. You know, and I almost lit myself on fire on that. And it wasn't what, you know, in my scenario, in my situation, she wanted to, the ex wanted to move out of state. And since I said no on that, well, the only way to undo that would be to win in court. So, you know, out came the, the, the guns, the big guns, and uh, it turned into a complete crap show. So, and that's the, that's the problem. You know, and, and I get it, right? I mean, if I had said, you know, uh, my, my plan is I have 100% custody. You only get to see the kids, you know, one day a month for four hours or for two hours. And, uh, and you're going to pay me a ton of money. I mean, if something's completely unrealistic, well, yeah, you got to go to court. But whenever you put something out there that's reasonably f fair and they're like, mm, yeah, no, I'm going to go through court and I'm going to basically try to destroy you. And, uh, and it, it very rarely works. The only time I've seen it really working is whenever we, the, uh, the target of this garbage, start making mistakes. And when we make those mistakes, they're able to leverage it. And then that's how they normally win. But if you can remain calm enough and not light yourself on fire, uh, what I've seen out our, uh, through the six years that I've been doing this YouTube channel and working with people and this type of content is it not always, but generally gets turned around. Normally, there's the, the way this falls apart is, is, a, is first, you make a mistake and the restraining order or whatever they're trying to do sticks. And you, you basically do something to, to back up their narrative to where somebody objectively looking at it goes, oh, okay, their accusations, the ex-accusations against Mr. Smith are... I, I, they look like they probably make sense because I'm seeing characteristics and behaviors from this individual that look and appear as though they are what they're being accused of. Uh, that will, you know, that blows everything out of the water right there. The next thing is, is that the parental alienation takes hold and you just lose the ability to have any meaningful connection with your children. And <sighs> I don't know if I'm, if I have, if, I don't know if I have enough time to really go into this, but what I will say is this: what I've seen. Actually, I was talking to someone about this yesterday. This wasn't a coaching client; it was just a, a different person. And we were talking about parenting, and they were saying, and we had two different philosophies on this. And the person was saying, "Well, you know, I'm strict, and I'm being a hard ass on certain issues." And he had, I mean, every right to do that. But what's happened is, is that's been used against them with the kids and the kids have turned on them and the relationship's failing. So we kind of got to this point to where we were, we were having this, you know, this question. So I don't, I do not recommend you do that. You guys have heard me say in the past that you need to maintain good cop, bad cop. You have to be both. And in the course of this, you have to give yourself an out. And I fell into this in the, in the beginning. It's like, you know, this is, you know, my house, my rules. This is how we're not, you know, I don't care what's going on at your mom's. This is what's happening here. And it was undermining my relationship with the kids. 
So that's why I think that you got to be really careful how you do that. Because if you do take that really hard line approach, what I've seen time and time again is the relationship explodes. And in, instead of you having a good connection with your kids to be that parent, it erodes and you have nothing. Now his take on it, or that person I was talking to his take on it was, well, I'm going to be steadfast. I'm going to hold my ground. And later the kids are going to realize what I was doing. And I'm like, okay, you know, and you may be right, but it's like, I mean, in my approach is, well, I would rather maintain the relationship, be a, be in the person's life as a parental figure and not get completely shut out to where everything I say gets discounted as being mean or angry or, you know, how your dad, and it, it, you know, you know how your dad is. And the problem with that is it's so easy to manipulate it, especially with a kid, right? I mean, as kids grow up, they start pushing the brownies with their parents anyways. It's normal, you know, it's normal teenager behavior. The problem is, is that in our situations, you have a toxic parent who's not a parent. It's a toxic adult, you know, parental figure that wants, that's more focused on being their friend and being the cool mom or the cool dad. And what happens is you have a kid who's, who's lashing out at a parent and then you have another adult in that same cat, you know, who they think is at the, on, on tier or on par with the other parent who's saying, uh, who's saying that, um, that, you know, the other parent, the, the, like in that situation that the dad is wrong, you know, it's angry, mad, you know, just, he just doesn't understand you. And it just, it just default devolves the relationships. I, the problem with that whole scenario is, and I've said this before, is we don't get to parent the way we really thought we should or way we wanted to, or the way we anticipated. You have to adjust it. And the other thing I'll say just to kind of wrap this thought up is your ex knows you. They know what makes you tick. They know what buttons to push to get you to act. So they can paint a picture, paint a narrative that you're a certain way. And then, especially with our kids, have our kids march through the door. And if we then act and demonstrate that behavior, we're working in, or we're adding into the own, you know, our own demise. Honestly, my dad used to fall in that trap all the time. My mom would, oh, you know, your dad's just so angry and he's this and he's that, you know, and I'd be like, oh, well, is he? And then I would go over there and, and say something to him. Probably something my mom said that would set him off and, and he would act that way. And then I would go, Oh my, you know, my, my little brain, I'm like, Oh wow, mommy's right. You know, daddy is like that. I wish he wasn't, but he would do it. You know, he would end up doing exactly what, you know, mommy would say that uh, he was doing. And it nearly destroyed my relationship with my, actually it did destroy my relationship with my father. We never had the relationship I wish I, that I wanted nor that he wanted and it's, I mean, unfortunately, it's a, it's not a, it's not a good situation. So, all right, I'm going to check the last little bit of comments before I wrap it up because we are almost down to the last minute or two. Oh man, Nargis, I've, I saw, just see you and I didn't, I think I missed it before you came in. Good morning, Dwayne. Wow. You started a live chat every morning. Yes, I have, uh, says, uh, has to clock into work. So Nargis, sorry, we missed you. Haven't seen that name around in a long time. Hopefully you're doing well. Uh, Defy Dad says, uh, my ex used to, DSD, my ex used the video call meant for herself and the kids to have them say happy Father's Day to the other guy. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but that's just, that is effed up. They're not married. Where does that show any mutual respect? It doesn't. And it's, and it's a disrespectful thing. It's trying to get you mad. It's trying to ruin your day. So on that, hold on, let me. Thanks, guys, for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate it. And speaking of appreciation, I appreciate the channel members and the people who click the join button and are supporting what's going on here. You guys help keep the lights on, keep me going. And I really, really, truly appreciate it. Have a great day, and I shall... See you guys back here tomorrow.